Welcome to the Bird's Eye View Podcast. I'm Jeff McLean here along with Zach Berman, and it's the first day of a rookie meeting camp. Zach Berman, first time we get a chance to, to look at some of these guys that the Eagles have uh, drafted and also signed as undrafted free agents. Um, and also a good chance to kind of assess the roster, which is what something we're doing on Philly.com. If you want to check out our positional reviews, I think we're up to and through quarterback, running back, and wide receiver and tight end. Uh, next week we'll get to more of the defense. Um Let's start with running back because that's been an important position this offseason in terms of what they've done and certainly drafting Miles Sanders in the second round addresses that position. How do you think the position now looks – how does it look now versus before uh, the start of free agency? Yeah, considerably better. I think that it was a major weakness last year, especially after Jay's injury. And when we were – in Phoenix for the owners' meetings, it still looked pretty bare. You know, you didn't know what they were going to do. Trading for Jordan Howard, drafting Miles Sanders in the second round, that's doing a good job addressing the position. Now, you don't have the elite running back. I don't necessarily know if that's kind of what they were looking for this offseason. You hope Miles Sanders develops into a three downs, you know, top of the league type running back. But I think they're better than they were last year. Frankly, I think they're better than they were in 2017. And it's just a matter of these guys staying healthy. Really? 2017? I don't know if I agree with that. Because I think J.J. is a better running back than... Than Jordan Howard? Than Jordan Howard. And I think they're comparable. I think there's the potential to be better. Yeah. I agree with that. Um, I just... I wasn't as high on Blunt. That's that's the thing. I yeah, mean, I Blunt think, ended up having a, you know, he had a good year. But I think a lot of that was the function of the offense more so than Blunt. Yeah. He's pretty good after contact, too. Sure. Um, I think it's certainly better than it was before the offseason, better than it was uh, at the end of last season. I'm still kind of a, in a wait-and-see mode. You're not big on Jordan Howard. Yeah, like. I, don't, I just don't okay. think – I think he's kind of a declining type of player. Uh, there's a reason why he was given away for virtually nothing. Mm-hmm. I understand that the Browns had personnel yeah. um, that had essentially replaced him, uh, so he became expendable. But, look, if he's going to be your first and second down back and you can kind of slide Sanders in there uh, occasionally, give him some reps on third down to see how he does in that in that mode. And, of course, you have Corey Clement. I think they still like Josh Adams. That's a pretty good foursome at running back. I just thought that they really need to go out and get someone dynamic, and I just don't know if I see that in that backfield. I think that's the type of player you need in today's NFL. I think that's the type of player that would thrive in this offense. I think Miles Sanders maybe Mm -hmm. has that potential, but I don't think he has the skill set of like a – and this is a high bar – LaShawn McCoy um, or, you know, Tevin Coleman, a guy I've I've spoke about several times. Now, could he end up being better than Tevin Coleman? Certainly. Uh, Tevin Coleman I don't think is is a – always a workhorse three down back. So I'm kind of in a wait and see mode of running back. Yeah. I, I like Miles Sanders. Um, there were running backs. I liked more than him. I, I like David Montgomery more than him. Uh, that being said, I think when you're talking about the chance to be that dynamic running back, Miles Sanders has, has that capability. Now you need to develop it. Like you said, there's a wait and see approach, but in terms of a big play type back, I certainly think Miles Sanders can be that. And my guess is, as the year progresses, Miles Sanders becomes the guy here. Yeah. Um, I mean, could be, you know, what happened with, now certainly Westbrook is different than than Jordan Howard, but eventually you see Miles taking over. And we saw that in the rookie season of LaShawn McCoy in 2009. Um, 
with Sanders, I mean, again, I'm not a scout. I'm an evaluator. I don't know uh, ultimately. But you watch Penn State more than – I do. I have a good idea of him. I think he doesn't hit it enough. Okay. I think there's there's a little bit too much of of dancing in the backfield. And I don't know if he has the skill set to compensate for what may happen in the NFL as guys getting on you quickly. Saquon Barkley has that ability. LaShawn McCoy had that ability. They can coach that out of him, maybe. Um, and when you talk to uh, evaluators around the league, that seems like something they, they focus on with him. But that being said, I do like the fact that he, he didn't really log a lot of touches at the, at the collegiate level. And there is some, some untapped potential that could be there. Yeah, I mean, they spent the 53rd pick in the draft on him. He was the second running back taking in this draft class. So the Eagles are looking at this like this is a, this is a guy that's, that can be a That's essentially player. a first-round pick for them. When, sure. they, when you take a running back in the second round, that's mm-hmm. like taking that's like a first-round pick. That's, that's tremendous value. They've, they've yeah. only used that type of pick and how he wrote in. I mean, even before you go back before how he was the GM, LaShawn McCoy was the last time they used a second-round pick. Right, last on time first back. round was Keith Byers in 1986. Yeah. So they, they, they were really investing in Miles Sanders – uh, he's going to be one of the bigger stories during the spring and summer because of the investment they made. All right, let's let's switch over to a wide receiver stand on the offensive side of the ball because they did add another um, player in the second round, and that was J.J. Arcega, white, white side. Deshaun Jackson was added this offseason. Those are your two significant additions mm-hmm. at wide receiver. What do you think of the unit now? So I am not as high on Deshaun as some others are. That said, I think Deshaun fills a, a role that they really needed. When Mike Wallace went down last year, uh, the offense was less than what they wanted it to be. Uh, and I thought Torrey Smith, even though the, the production wasn't there two years ago, really provided that downfield dimension. Deshaun does that. So like we talked about when they made the signing, uh, I think Deshaun's going to fill that role. I don't think Deshaun's going to be this Pro Bowl player for the Eagles, but I, I, I certainly think that he helps. In terms of our, our, our single white side, I think this was more of a long-term pick. Um, I think he'll help this year in the, in the red zone. I like the player, don't love the, the player in terms of the upside. I thought there were guys there you can go with more speed, maybe more dynamic. But when you're looking at a potential Alshon Jeffrey replacement, our single white side's that type of player. 6'2", 226, really wins jump balls. I mean, that's his, his strength, his contested catches. Uh, so... You're trusting the scouting staff here. Again, I don't know what the upside is, but uh, I can't knock them for the pick. Uh, my question was everyone compare, comparing him to being eventually the Alshon Jeffrey replacement. It's like, why do you have to have a replacement style-wise for Alshon Jeffrey? Like, I, I, you know what I'm saying? I'm not saying you're saying yeah. that. And I'm, not say, you know, and I'm, I'm not saying that's what the Eagles envisioned for him. But, yeah, to me, I just want to get talented wide receivers who are – who are fast if they're big that's great you know like yeah so they, they can catch the ball and, and i think he has that ability i mean certainly if he's a second round pick the eagles believe that um if, if you could choose between separation or separation or winning contested catches what would you go with? separation separation yeah so that's 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 kind of what you're gambling you? with here i would go with separation too especially in today's nfl where you see so much in space and there's really an emphasis on getting guys in space. Now, when you get down to the red zone, obviously being able to win contested catches is a bigger deal. 
but I want a guy who can who can separate, who can be dynamic, who who can take advantage of the open field. Right. There's there, and there's various ways to separate. It doesn't have to just be speed. I mean, there's the route running on. No, so. no, sure. Yeah. But but I mean, with our Sega Whiteside, I I think now maybe he proves to have the the type of speed that Alshon hasn't necessarily shown so far. Um, but if you're looking at the Alshon comp, you're going with a guy who you throw the ball to when he's covered, and he'll win that 50-50 catch. Right. Okay, so if we look at the, the wide receiver unit overall. You have Alshon and Deshaun on the outside. You got Nelson Aguilar in the slot. A lot of people weren't sure if he's going to come back. Uh, clearly at this point, not clearly, but I think it's obvious that he he will be back, even though he's going to be making yeah. around $9.4 million. Uh, I think the Eagle, I think if you look around the rest of the league, the way slot receivers are getting paid, the better ones, that was kind of uh, par for the course. So I don't think it's a huge um, overpayment in terms of that position. Maybe we'll see in terms of production, whether he gets the ball as much as he had previously. Um, I do agree with you, Deshaun Jackson. I think Deshaun makes them better, better than they were with Torrey, better than they were with Mike, Mike Wallace. The question to me is whether he's going to be fine with that. It's real quick. And you know Deshaun. Yeah. Uh, at this stage in his career, maybe he is. He says he's more mature. Uh, but there was a lot of stuff going on in Tampa Bay. You know, he was a vocal um, – I, I don't want to use the word malcontent, but he was certainly vocal about about who was a quarterback and, and how he was used at various times down there. And maybe he was correct. But that being said – I just wonder how he's going to adjust to being probably the third or fourth option. And he doesn't have a track record of staying on the field either. I mean, he now he's not one of these guys who plays six, eight games a year, but he's 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 missed games every year since he left the Eagles. So when you're talking about that vertical presence, it only helps if he's actually on the field. Right. And for a lot of guys, when they get to 30, all of a sudden they lose that step. Like he's probably not as fast as he was when he was in his early mid-20s, but he's still blazing fast, and he still can crack balls downfield. He led the NFL in yards per catch. He was scoring um, some touchdowns against the Eagles, obviously. He's never been a huge touchdown guy, just because when you get down to his red zone, he, he kind of gets li- his ability down there is limited. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens to the wide receiver. But I'll, I'll say this. What I like about him is that he fits. When you look at it, the, the Golden Tate trade, was a bad trade by the Eagles, in my opinion, because they really didn't have a plan because it affected Nelson Aguilar, which Doug Peterson, it, it, he admitted that at the Combine. It took away from the way you used Dallas Goddard. I think Deshaun Jackson and you gave fits. up a third-round draft yes, pick. <laughs> exactly. Deshaun Jackson fits as an outside receiver. So you can still play Nelson the way you want to play him. You can take Deshaun off the field and you get Dallas Goddard in in two tight end sets. They, they're not going to be searching for ways to use Deshaun. They were searching for ways to use Golden Tate. It'll be interesting to see who gets more reps there, though, inside. With I, to me, I think Dallas Goddard should play more. I think this. I think he's. He was at like forty-eight percent. I think yeah, last year. Yeah, I mean, I, I think he's got to play more than that, which I think will probably affect Nelson more than anybody. Uh, tight end, obviously, they didn't make any moves there, but we forgot to mention number one draft pick, Andre Dillard. Didn't forget to mention, but we didn't start with him, and now we're going to get to the offensive line and, and that pick, which it doesn't, didn't surprise me, of course, because you know we're saying. You know, in the trenches, that's where Howie yeah. Roseman always goes. That's where the Eagles uh, like to build from, especially when they're drafting that early. Um, the way I saw it and I've talked to people uh, in and around the team, you know, they I think their preference was to get one of those defensive tackles. But when they realized the guy, that, one of the two guys that they wanted 
wasn't going to be there or that they couldn't trade up. They figured, okay, if those defensive tackles go, that's going to allow one of the offensive linemen to slip. And that's exactly what happened with Andre Dillard. He went all the way to 21. Eagles moved up four spots and got him uh, with three spots. Uh, they got him at 22. Yeah, 25 to 22. 25 to 22. And this was the number one tackle on a lot of teams' boards. Uh, Eagles say it was theirs. I, I believe them. Um, number one left tackle, I'd say. Number one left because tackle. Jonah Williams, depending if you view him as tackle, guard, right tackle. Yeah. Right, okay. But this is a guy that projects to be the successor to Jason Peters. Which they need. Which they need. I mean, you don't know anything about Jordan Nimalata. I I understand that there's a lot of potential there, but they haven't seen him play an NFL game. You're going to basically place all your chips on that guy? No, you can't. To me, I thought this was a solid um, move for them. I would have liked to have seen him be a little, maybe a little more aggressive again in one of the defensive tackles because I look at that position and I wonder what it's going to look like in two, three years. Because, again, you're drafting not for this coming year. Hey, it's great if some of these guys contribute in the first year, but you're drafting for the future. You're drafting for someone to be uh, a productive starter for eight to ten years. And in the first round, you're hoping he becomes a pro bowler. Andre Dillard, does he have that potential? Do you think he'll end up being that guy? Uh, Pro Bowl is a high bar, but yeah, I think he he's their starting left tackle, and I I think he has all the tools. When you look at the size, the athleticism, you want to see him in terms of run blocking. Didn't do that much at Washington State. You want to see how he transitions from that Washington State offense to the Eagles offense. But I I like the pick. It, it makes a lot of sense. And you went from Trey Thomas to Jason Peters, and now you can go from Jason Peters to Andre Dillard. I, I have a question for you. I'm curious here. So we, we talk about him maybe being a down-the-road pick, a, two, a 2020 guy. If Jason Peters yes. goes down at some point this year, is it Halapula Vati Vaitai who started in the Super Bowl, or is it Andre Dillard? Well, that's a good question. I, 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 I said yes because – well, it depends how he develops. Yeah. But it's a bad sign if, if it's Big V, I think. Big V's a guy I, I would love to trade. I mean, he's, yeah. he, he has starting experience. Um, he's a fine player. I don't think he's a – I don't know if he's a, a, a guy you kind of decide as your long-term starter, but it's similar to the Dennis Kelly, for instance, uh, who's made a good career in, in, in the NFL going on to his eighth year. Um, so He's expendable. I mean, because, yeah. look, look, you have Andre Dillard and Jordan Malata. Yeah, right. Okay, I understand. Neither of them have played in the NFL yet. You don't know, you don't know how they're going to be able to jump in there that role and you have big V who's done. He played in the Super Bowl. I understand all that. Um, but Dillard's a first round pick. He's going to play. Mm-hmm. He's your, he's your left tackle. I'm sorry. That's it. Sorry. Sorry, Jordan Malata. Yeah. It, it's over. You know what I'm saying? You're not going to be the starting left tackle for this team unless something seriously goes wrong with, with Andre Dillard. Are, are you only working Andre Dillard at left tackle or are you saying yes. take guard snaps early on in case, in case Brandon Brooks isn't ready? Um, no, because you have, uh, Matt Pryor, who I think they like, and you have who's the, who's the, I guess that's Matt it. Pryor, yeah. That's well, it. That's, 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 Unless they signed with yeah, I forgot, or, yeah. yeah. Um, and Big V really can't play guard. I see. I, I just don't think Dillard's a guard. They're, they're probably going to add another veteran guard here at some point just to get a, get a body in here. Maybe Malata's a guard, yeah. or maybe they bring Wisniewski back. You know, they they need that guard center. Yeah, uh, versatility. Yeah, that, that's not a bad call. I mean, uh, what they've done at, at uh, you know, Jason Peters, they reworked his contract. He's coming back. This is probably clearly his last year. Jason uh, Kelsey. We've, they, we've they said they that a few years, him. though. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. That's true. I've been wrong about that before. Uh, this looks like it. Yeah. This is it. I agree, especially after taking down. And, and, and 
I mean, Dillard better be ready yeah. to play. I think um, it, 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 it might be the Eagles' decision now. You yeah. know, yeah. I bet you the Eagles keep Big V just because they got to see how Dillard. Let's say let's say Dillard is they they could get rid of him in the, in the in August. They'll know yeah, by yeah. then whether Dillard can yeah. play this year. You know what I'm saying? And, and I if think they, if he looks like okay, because look, if you read some of the evaluations of this of this guy, people are like, oh yeah, plug in and play right away. Andre Dillard can do mm-hmm. it. So, and it, it really depends on Brent Brooks' health too, because that will dictate what you're what you're doing in terms of your offensive line. You know, you want more experience there if you're missing one of your starters for uh, a few weeks of the season. Right. I think offensive line wise, I mean, in terms of uh, personnel wise, it's a good it's a good group. Uh, you're a little worried about uh, age and, and injuries, but you're really deep. Um, yeah, but Brandon Brooks, who's who's close to an elite player in, in this league, uh, is coming off a major, major injury. So, so that's a that's a that's gonna be he's a already running on treadmills at yeah. a certain amount of speed. So we'll we'll see. Quarterback, um, I guess I should. I mean, we've talked about Nick Foles uh, so many times. He's gone. Clayton Thorson, uh, the Eagles selected in the fifth fifth round. Um, yeah, I don't know if I love that pick. No, but no. And and I I I like Thorson a bit. You know, I, I think he has tools to develop. And you could say maybe they 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 should have signed an undrafted quarterback for for, for that role. I think there's a difference between a Clayton Thorson and a guy you're you're signing in. I wonder if Thorson gets drafted. Thorson gets drafted though. Oh, I think he does. Okay. Yeah, I think he does. Okay. Um. Yeah, I I don't think he he would have lasted much longer, frankly. Yeah, I mean, I, obviously the plan here is Nate Sudfeld is has got one year left on his deal. I mean, I think ideally the Eagles would love to to bring him back as their backup if he if he develops the way they think he will develop. But my guess is, oh, well, a lot a lot could happen. But he could walk, also, he could walk next offseason. This is a huge risk too. I mean, Nate Sudfeld's taken twenty five uh, pass attempts in the NFL in regular season games. Now, I understand he was your backup in the Super Bowl. But Carson Wentz is coming off a major injury here, so um, backup quarterbacks can be a position to watch this offseason. We'll certainly dig into that more in our next podcast and many other podcasts we'll do once training camps start. Defensive side of the ball, the Eagles, we, uh, we know what they've done uh, up front in terms of letting Michael Bennett, uh, trading Michael Bennett away, uh, but they signed Malik Jackson mm-hmm. as, a fr- as a free agent. They brought back Vinnie Curry. Tim Jernigan, just before the draft, they re-signed him. Doesn't sound like Chris Long is going to come back. We've talked about that. As you heard on Bird's Eye View. Bird's Eye View, our last podcast. Um, Brandon Graham was re-signed. And they drafted Sharif Miller. I look at the group, and I don't know if it's better than last year's group. Defensive end is not. I mean, defensive tackle was an issue last year. And they're better at defensive tackle. I think I mean Malik Jackson's better than what they had last year. So you so you say probably a a, a wash then probably about no the same. because I, I I mean because edge rushing is so important and I don't like their defensive end rotation right now. I mean their third defensive end right now, in my opinion, was worse than their fourth defensive end last year. Right, going and, into the year. and their top two guys. I like Barnett more than I get the sense you do. Um, no, I like right I now. like okay. Barnett. But again, you're in terms of pressure. There's Carson, and then there's Barnett. I'm talking about players yeah. coming into the season that have the most amount of pressure. Yeah, he, he needs to on be on their shoulders. I mean, he needs to be Pro Bowl caliber. 
He needs to be that 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 good. He needs to be double digit sack type player. I mean, Brandon Graham, for as much as the Eagles like him, for as much as Philadelphia likes him, he he's he hasn't been a double digit sack producer in his career. That that's not the way. Um, right. You know that he, but he, he's not but a, yeah, and that part he of it, helps he's, you in a lot of areas. Yeah, he's he's a great all around player. Yeah, but I mean, you 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 can't write Brandon Graham down for 10, 12 sacks. You, it just hasn't been that way. No. They're, they're lacking elite defensive end production. Yes. Knowing production. So we don't know yet about Barnett. You feel like he can be that guy. Oh, I think Barnett can, but you you can't sit up there and tell me you're all about a rotation and, you know, it's it's about a group of four guys and then you're banking on Vinnie Curry and either Josh Sweat or Sharif Miller as as that fourth guy. I mean, maybe Josh Sweat develops – Maybe Sharif Miller's better than Josh. What's coming off an injury? We don't need the guys that got bad knees. Yeah, and so, I'm, not a, I'm just not a Curry guy. I mean, if if, if Curry's your fourth defensive end, that's fine. Make, yeah, that's now fine. if you had Chris Long, the conversation's a lot different. And Chris Long is he's still on the 53 man roster, but yeah. oh, I'm sorry, still he's on the taking pictures roster. at the Sixers games yeah, with other he's teammates. He's still on the roster. Uh, I mean, I I can't rule him out as much as he says. You know, what, what was the line he used to it when he spoke to don't us? Don't count on me. Don't yeah. count on me. Yeah. Um, I mean. Come August, is he going to get the itch to come play? I mean, I think, I think as much as he says that he doesn't want to play in a certain role, I could see him scratching that itch. It's just it. It must be so challenging in the Eagles front office right now because in ninety nine point nine percent of these cases, you're cutting a guy's pay. You know, you're saying please pay, please play at at at, at this number. In Chris Long's case. The Eagles are like, we're not touching your salary, you know? We're just touching your playing time. Right. Um, and well, Chris Long's like, this isn't about money right now. Like, he, you know, he could come back, frankly, play 25% of the snaps, get paid well. He doesn't want to do that. And it's, it's, I admire Chris for that. He, he has a certain value system that he's adhering to right now. Yeah. We'll see what happens there. Linebacker, uh, Jordan Hicks, of course, walked. But the Eagles, the, ma- the main addition they made was just this past week. Signing uh, actually a little over a week uh, was Zach Brown, mm-hmm. um, you know, veteran linebacker drafted in the second round of the 2012 uh, draft. Uh, same as Michael Kendricks, Bobby Wagner, some other guys, Levante David. Um, probably maybe the the least productive of the of those four. Eh, I probably give him a little nod over Kendricks. Proven starter in this league. Yeah, he's got a Pro Bowl nod, um, but there was a reason why he was not signed until this late in the. In the season fair yeah that, i mean it's a position of less for, importance than others and, and you can't say it was necessarily about money because the eagles didn't break the bank for him so yeah still three still three million dollars yeah. um but uh i mean yeah you're right linebackers really didn't get the linebackers who, who got paid are three down type linebackers and clearly the cardinals view jordan hicks as a three down type linebacker I don't know if Zach Brown is a three-down type linebacker. I don't think that's what the Eagles were looking for in the market. No, but and and also because again, you don't really need. Um, you may not even need more than than one three-down linebacker uh, with with how much dime the Eagles have started to play. Uh, I like the signing. I I wasn't buying the LJ Fort hype. Uh, they were talking <laughs> up LJ Fort. That's really smart of you, Zach. <laughs> and I was uh, I was kind of raising my eyebrows every time they did that. Uh, and I, I think Zach Brown is an upgrade. So Zach, Zach Brown and Nigel Bradham will be your two main guys. Yes. 
See, but Zach Brown or, or is more, I guess, I mean, look, it's going to be a mismatch, yeah. I think, of yeah. guys based upon personnel, basically what, what Jim Schwartz wants to do. I, You know, the Eagles did sign 10 on drafted free agents. I think the one guy we should mention uh, since we're at linebacker mm-hmm. is TJ Edwards. Sure. A lot of people thought he'd be drafted on the third day. Two years ago, he was an All-American. Yeah, so he slipped into, the, into that. I think that's probably the guy that the Eagles probably focus on most in getting here. We'll see how he does. Yeah. Um, again, a reason why he didn't get drafted. But I think if you're looking at the undrafted guys in a position that maybe if someone could make the team, it's that guy. Agree with you there. Cornerback uh, safety, uh, a lot was was done in terms of, you know, they brought back Ronald Darby. Um, actually, not a lot done at cornerback, understandably so. But safety, you know, Malcolm's coming back. They reworked Roddy McLeod's uh, contract. He's coming back. He'll be your, he'll be your top two starters. Andre Sunday, who's probably going to be the third guy. I don't know. It might be Blake Countess instead. It's funny. I talked to Blake Countess at the uh, at the Super, Super Bowl. Bowl. Yeah, and <clears throat> it sounded like he was, you know, still had his heart in Philadelphia and, and being here. Interesting. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, in Countess's case, he was a special teams player, kick returner, played, you know, played um, for the Rams, and in 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 uh, Sadejo's case, he if he's on the roster. If it affects their comp pick formula, so they might say we'd rather get a fourth round pick than keep them on the fifty three, um, which you know they kind of did with Corey Nelson a year ago. Now Corey Nelson wasn't good enough to make the team, but uh, that's something to watch. Blake Clown is like he he was tendered. They he he signed the tender and then the Rams cut him or they waived him. So I don't think that's a guy who was necessarily in the Eagles off season plans when it started. Yeah. Cornerback's going to be an interesting one. Uh, I mean, right now, I guess Jalen Mills and – well, Jalen Mills is coming back off of injury. So Mills and Tarby. Yeah, like yeah. We don't know much about them. Sidney Jones is coming back. I mean, at some point, he's got to be the guy on the yep. outside, I think. Uh, but I don't know. Uh, Avante Maddox is the guy of all the cornerbacks. He's probably the one I feel best about. Yeah, I mean, I, I still like Sidney. But you're right in terms of the way they played last year. Now, Darby, if, if Darby's healthy – but Darby's coming off a major injury. Um, if Darby's healthy, he's the guy I, I, I like the most there right now, um, based on the way that he, they played before. Jalen Mills, that foot that, that foot injury seemed to get worse and worse as he wasn't on the field. I mean, so, we haven't got any clarity yeah. on whether it's an Achilles or, or not. So we'll we'll see Sounds what happens. Like a broken broken we'll, bone in his foot. We'll see what happens there, but uh, certainly um, some questions at cornerback. They have good depth when guys are healthy. But your top two starters from last year are yeah. coming off the IR. Should mention that Malcolm Jenkins hasn't been at all-season workouts. As reported by Jeff McClain. Yeah, well, I mean, they're voluntary, right? Everyone's like, oh, they're voluntary. You know, what don't you understand about that word? Well, Malcolm is typically always here, or at least here for the majority of those workouts. Um, I haven't spoken to him. Uh, from what I understand, though, this is probably contract-related. And if you look at the salaries that were given out this off-season to the top uh, – Free agent safeties compared to Malcolm, he's underpaid. Um, but he's only two years into a four-year deal. Eagles typically don't work rework those contracts. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how willing he's how far he's willing to go. Will he be here on May, May 21st when the Eagles have their first OTA, which is when they can actually practice um, for real on the field? I mean, it's a good question. Uh, and I think that maybe he won't. I'll defer to you on this story. You've been all over it, more so than anyone else on on the, on the beat here. Uh, my contribution to it will be: we both know Malcolm Jenkins. Nothing he says or does is unintentional. 
Um, he he knows what he's doing, what he's saying at all times, what he's posting on social media. So yeah, yeah. so I you know I certainly think that if he's if he's not here, it's not just it, there's a reason behind it. Right, and he posted something on on Twitter, a, a play that he had made. Um, basically, he was supposed to blitz, and he picked up like this against the Jaguars in London, and basically saved a touchdown mm-hmm. when he kind of um, improvised and broke up a pass. Um, and not the only time he's done something like that. No, I mean he's yeah. he's a valuable player. He's a valuable player, and not having him for here for OTAs if he doesn't show or for workouts right now isn't a huge deal. But Malcolm is more than just a player. He's kind of a mm-hmm. quasi coach. I mean, that defensive back room doesn't survive all those losses to injury last year without Malcolm. And there's a lot of young players in this team that will be missing his voice if he's not here for the spring session. Won't be a big deal. Um, there is a mandatory mini camp in June. If he misses that, he'd probably get fined like $80,000 or so. It'll be interesting to see if he cares about that. Still a lot of, still a lot of money. I think um, the OTA is the big one to watch. Yeah, exactly. It, yeah. All right, well, that's it for the Bird's Eye View podcast. Uh, good catching up with you guys, and we'll try and do this uh, soon. Uh, in the future, th- thanks, Zach. Uh, talk to you guys soon. All right, so I shall